Welcome to Tent Talk, the podcast with Nancy McCrady, where we talk about life under the big tent of God's presence and the provoking process of discipleship. Here we go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Tent Talk. This is Nancy McCrady. I am really looking forward to these next few episodes where I'm going to read it through and maybe with a few comments here and there, but I am going to read through the book of Galatians. I may even venture out and read it in the Amplified Classic, the Message, and the Passion Translation, because I believe that repetition is so very important. And when God says in Jeremiah 23, 29, he says, isn't my word like a fire that will burn up everything that wouldn't make it through the test anyway? And isn't it like a hammer that can break the most stubborn resistance? Oh, my friends, the power of his word. It is great that we comment on the word. It's great that we read other books that take us into the word of God. And and it's like having a five-fold, you know, um, teaching gift, right, that, that speaks to us when we read these classic books that often I do on here. But there is nothing that replaces the reading of the Word of God. So I make no apologies for sharing these episodes with you here in these early days of 2023, that we might just let the purity of His Word wash through us. So incline your ear, my friends, and listen to his voice in his word and let it literally ignite you in the days that you're in and the days ahead. Love you all. All right, everyone, I'm going to go ahead and move into reading Galatians 5 today out of the Amplified Classic, and then we will go back into Galatians 4 uh, here in the next couple of episodes and be able to have some comments. But today I wanted to just go ahead and read Galatians 5. So reading out of the Amplified Classic, here we go. In this freedom, Christ has made us free and completely liberated us. Stand fast then and do not be hampered and held ensnared and submit again to a yoke of slavery which you have once put off. Notice it is I, Paul, who tells you that if you receive circumcision, Christ will be of no profit, no advantage, no avail to you, for if you distrust him, you can gain nothing from him." I once more protest and testify to every man who receives circumcision that he is under obligation and bound to practice the whole of the law and its ordinances. If you seek to be justified and declared righteous and to be giving a right standing with God through the law, you are brought to nothing and so separated, severed from Christ. You have fallen away from grace, from God's gracious favor and unmerited blessing. Verse 5, for we, not relying on the law, but through the Holy Spirit's help, by faith anticipate and wait for the blessing and good for which our righteousness and right standing with God, our conformity to his will and purpose, thought and action causes us to hope. For if we are in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision counts for anything, 
but only faith activated and energized and expressed and working through love. You were running the race nobly. Who has interfered in, hindered, and stopped you from your heeding and following the truth? This evil persuasion is not from him who called you, who invited you to freedom in Christ. A little leaven, a slight inclination to error, or a few false teachers leavens the whole lump. It perverts the whole conception of faith or misleads the whole church. For my part, I have confidence towards you in the Lord that you will take no contrary view of the matter, but will come to think with me. But he who is unsettling you, whoever he is, will have to bear the penalty. But brethren, if I still preach circumcision, as some accuse me of doing, as necessary to salvation, why am I still suffering persecution? In that case, the cross has ceased to be a stumbling block and is made meaningless and done away. I wish those who unsettle and confuse you would go all the way and cut themselves off. For you, brethren, were indeed called to freedom. Only do not let your freedom be an incentive to your flesh and an opportunity or excuse for selfishness, but through love you should serve one another. For the whole law concerning human relationships is complied with in the one precept, you shall love your neighbor as you do yourself. But if you bite and devour one another in partisan strife, be careful that you and your whole fellowship are not consumed by one another. But I say, walk and live habitually in the Holy Spirit, responsive to and controlled and guided by the Spirit. Then you will certainly not gratify the cravings and desires of the flesh of human nature without God. Verse 17. For the desires of the flesh are opposed to the Holy Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are opposed to the flesh, godless human nature. For these are antagonistic to each other, continually withstanding and in conflict with each other, so that you are not free, but are prevented from doing what you desire to do. But if you are guided, led by the Holy Spirit, you are not subject to the law. Now the doings, practices of the flesh are clear and obvious. They are immorality, impurity, indecency, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, anger, ill-temper, selfishness, divisions, dissensions, party spirit, factions, sexed with particular and peculiar opinions, and heresies. Verse 21. Envy, drunkenness, carousing, and the like. I warn you beforehand, just as I did previously, that those who do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Holy Spirit, the work which His presence within accomplishes, is love, joy, gladness, peace, patience, and even temper and forbearance. Kindness, goodness, benevolence, faithfulness, gentleness, meekness, humility, self-control, self-restraint, continence. Against such things there is no law that can bring a charge. And those who belong to Christ Jesus, the Messiah, have crucified the flesh, 
the godless human nature with its passions and appetites and desires. Verse 25. If we live by the Holy Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. If by the Holy Spirit we have our life in God, let us go forward, walking in line, our conduct controlled by the Spirit. Let us not become vainglorious and self-conceited, competitive and challenging and provoking and irritating to one another, envying and being jealous of one another. That concludes the reading of Galatians 5 out of the Amplified Classic. There is so much richness in the Word. It is so rich, so strong. I pray you'll think upon it and let it have its way inside of you to awaken you and to provoke you towards Him and what He's doing in your life. We will talk soon. Love you all. For more information on Nancy, please visit nancymccrady.com or follow her on social media at nbmccrady.com.